If you've been listening to the Truest Fan Blueprints, you know that Phil and I want to see you, our listeners, succeed. And that's one of the reasons we've created a brand new program called the Truest Fan Roundtable. It's your way to take a test drive of our coaching and mentoring process, a process that will help you take your business and your life to new levels of success. And you can try it out for free. Just go to truestfancoaching.com forward slash free dash access and sign up. That's truestfancoaching.com forward slash free dash access. I hope to see you there. One of my favorite topics when talking to entrepreneurs and financial advisors is building a business that can run without you. A business that doesn't rely on you to do everything so that you can be at your best and your team can be at their best in accomplishing your goals, in fulfilling your purpose and having impact. And during today's podcast, you're going to be reintroduced to Casey Lang, Someone who, as a financial advisor and works with business owners, talks about this topic regularly. And I talk with Casey about it regularly because that is one of his goals as a client of mine. So tune in, buckle your seats, and learn how to build a business that can run without you. And as Casey likes to add, you still have control. Listen in. You're listening to the Truest Fan Podcast. And now, here's your host, Rob Brown. Welcome back to the Truest Fan Podcast. And it's a first. This is the first time that one of my original guests is making a repeat appearance. So it's great to have Casey Lang of Lang Financial back on the podcast. Welcome, Casey. Thanks, Rob. Good to be here. So we came up with the idea for this podcast based on a coaching session that uh, Casey and I had a month or so ago. We had a great conversation around the idea of building your business so that it can run without you, but maintaining control, which maybe sounds a little bit like a big order, like maybe something that doesn't is impossible to do. But I really think in the work that I do with my clients that it's important that they think about their business as not something within which they have to be involved in everything and increasingly find the right ways to fill all of the seats on their bus so they have the right people on their team to take care of their clients no matter what's going on. And Casey's been a big proponent of that in his practice but also in the work that he does with business owners, because a lot of Casey's clients are business owners. So we thought we'd just kind of spend a little bit of time talking about this idea of building a business that can run without you, but maintaining control, and then thinking about it in terms of both the financial side of, of maybe prepping a business for sale, but also the emotional side of that, because it's not as easy as it, uh, as it might sound. So, so Casey, give me a little lead here. When you think about this topic, what kind of jumps out to you first? You know, Rob, it's a big question. And I think, too, it ties into the work we do every day, whether it be a business owner 
you know, or an employee that's thinking about retiring, right? So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things to think about. And, you know, one of which is, are they ready financially? And, you know, the others, are they ready emotionally? But when it comes to business owners, and I think, you know, the big thing we talked about, you know, is are they really ready emotionally and financially, but are they ready to relinquish that control that they've had kind of on the things that they want to do on a day-to-day basis? So I know you've had some clients that have had some experiences lately and so have an eye. And, um, you know, I look forward to, you know, kind of digging into that to see if we can maybe add some perspective that could help others today. Yeah. In fact, I think a great story to start with is you mentioned a client that you worked with who went through the process of selling his business. And then eight months later came back and said, you know, (laughs) I wasn't ready. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's funny. You know, I've said across the the table from many clients that are either, either thinking about selling their business or already have. And that one client definitely comes to mind. They came in, they said, Casey, I'm excited. They were young, close to 50 and said, I, I'm ready to retire. And, you know, so we worked on it and put together the financial plan. And, you know, they were in a position, maybe not quite at the level they were when they were working and owned the business, but close enough. And about eight months later, they came in my office and I could just tell they were frustrated and they said, this isn't working. And I said, why? And in their situation, you know, they did want a little bit more financial stability, but ultimately it was the emotional side of things. You know, they they couldn't keep themselves busy. They wanted the, you know, satisfaction or gratification of doing good in the world. And really they were surprised at how much, you know, they missed their friends and missed the social side of things that, that happened throughout their business. So you know, I've seen a lot of different stories, but that one definitely, you know, comes to mind when it wasn't as much the financial side, but with some of the other components that made them say, you know, this isn't working and we've got to, you know, go back to, you know, doing some of the things we were doing before. Yeah. And that's, it's a great example because something that I have seen both way back in the dark ages when I was a financial advisor, but now as I'm working with and coaching financial advisors is you know, that next thing that you want to do, you know, you want to make a a difference in the world. You've got a a cause that you want to put some time into. That's a startup business. If it's not something that you've really been active in day in and day out the way that you were in your business. And so, you know, finding the right way to get connected, to get involved, you know, how you can carve your path to give your gifts to whatever that might be, that could be hard to discover. And again, kind of like starting a business, you've got to figure out how you're, how you're going to do it. And if you're not ready to go from running a successful business to, to working in the startup of your adventures after you're done, you might find some, some empty time and want to fall back on what you had. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, I think too, you've mentioned in the past, some examples that, that you've seen too, that, that not only there from the emotional side, I think, which is what you're alluding to as well, but then the control. I don't know if you want to share, you know, an example that that we kind of talked about on how all of a sudden, now that you don't have as much control as you did, how that makes people feel and how that can also, you know, cause some unforeseen challenges that uh, people didn't think about, 
you know, before they went ahead and sold the business. Yeah. In fact, it's an ongoing situation that I'm working with right now where I have uh, two partners who are great partners. They've done a, a wonderful job of working through a succession plan for the last five-ish years. And they're now about two years away from when the senior partner wants to be able to step away from the business, no longer be involved in running the business. He'll probably still continue to take care of some of his favorite clients he's worked with for a lot of years, but really just doesn't want to have anything to do with running the business um, and is ready to relinquish his ownership in the business. So the junior partner is ready to step up and to step in. But as we're now making these final decisions that need to happen over the next couple of years, what I'm seeing is kind of that clash of emotions where the senior advisors like the two years is going to happen so fast that we've got to have everything done, you know, all the I's dotted, all the T's crossed, all the bows tied now. And the succeeding advisors like, uh, yeah, I understand that we need to do all that stuff, but we're on pace and it doesn't have the same level of energy behind speed. And so it's interesting watching them adjust. And we've been really working on figuring out how to how to create the right momentum. So the next couple of years goes just as smoothly as the last couple and anticipating that, as you alluded to, Casey, that when the senior advisor does step away and is no longer in charge, no longer owns the business, what's that going to feel like? Yeah. It's going to be a very different thing. Yeah. It's uh, hard to let go of that control. It sounds like you're you're living that with a client right now. So what are some things that you would advise in that situation to those advisors to to keep an eye on? Again, we're not, you know, kind of digging into the financial side of things. This, the financial side is going to be just fine. Yeah. No, so I think you're right. I mean, I think just emotionally ready and then are you ready to to relinquish control? So I agree with you. You know, those are the big pieces. And like I said too, when it comes to retirees, it's funny, you know, when we when we walk down that path with them and we continually work on it and work on the financial side of things and we just ask questions and dig in about about those types of things you know when are you really ready to not have this are you really ready to have this and you know i think it allows them to kind of get there and think about it before they actually let go of it which is you know really important yeah i love that point about getting them to think about it, you know, because you you have to, we talk about this a lot on the podcast about the idea of dreaming big and thinking about what the future will look like. And, and this is one of those cases where it really makes sense to stop and think about it and put yourself in that situation where you, you know, wake up one day and you don't have to set the alarm clock. You don't have to go in to the office. Uh, you're not going to see the same people, whether they're your team members or your employees or the, or the people that you serve through your business. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think too, Rob, now when we start thinking about, you know, more of the financial side, that's what prompted a lot of this conversation was, was the lifestyle expense that so often people forget to take into consideration when they think about what is the, that I actually spend on an annual basis. And without that business, what does my lifestyle look like? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a huge question. I thought you did, and I want to dig in some more there because I think thinking about lifestyle expenses is huge. There's a sort of a tax piece to it, right, from a, a pure financial standpoint. But you know, if you're a business owner and you're listening to this podcast, you um, probably do some things because you are a business owner with your expenses that you cannot do if you're not a business owner. Yeah. No doubt this isn't uh, tax or legal advice, right? No, 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 no. We're not giving any tax or legal advice on the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking there, right? We're talking about scenarios and things that we just um, see people in our businesses as we work with business owners run into. Right. Are you ready to discover your true purpose, live with impact, and build an ever greater legacy? then you need to make time for what truly matters most. Go to truestfan.com slash challenge to begin the free Truest Fan 7-Day Quick Start. So, so often on that topic, and I think this is really so important but hard to quantify without really digging in, you know, so often my clients, for example, they're, you know, their vehicles are tax deductible. And at the end of the year, they might purchase a vehicle because of the tax deduction. And then I talk to them about, okay, let's say the business is sold and now we have this nest egg. And every dollar that we spend from that nest egg is after tax, not pre-tax. You know, how is that going to feel? Would you purchase that same vehicle? And are you okay no longer, you know, purchasing the more expensive vehicle? So often, too, there's travel expenses. So there's travel expenses that people, you know, there's industry meetings and, and trips and things that people go on that are, you know, where that, that travel is tax deductible. Meals and entertainment. So often, especially in our business, but in other businesses, you know, people are, are doing things where they're with their customers. And all of those things are on a pre-tax basis. And so often when I dig into you know, business owners' lifestyles, and I say, hey, look, if we have to add all that stuff that's encompassed in your business that is a tax deduction, and now we have to add it onto the other side, what do your expenses really look like? And what is that number? And I do think that that's something that is really, really missed. I mean, there's so much on the emotional side, like you mentioned, and on just having the control and letting go, that's a big deal. But then when we start thinking about the financial side of things, it's amazing how much lifestyle expense is built into the businesses of the business owners I work with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, a really great thing to point out when you're thinking about this whole transition that's going to happen because it's, it's so much more intricate than saying, you know, what's my number, you know, because you know, that's become somewhat popularized, you know, when people are thinking about retirement. It has nothing to do with being a business owner, but you know, what's that number? But so what's that number? And then thinking, okay, I've, I've got a number in mind. Now, how do I really back into that number and make it make sense? And then, and at the same time, realize that some of the choices, you know, because you're, I think one of the things that's, that's inside of what you were talking about with some of those expenses is what choices are you making today? And will you make the same ones later or will they change? And if 
they're not going to change, are you really ready to continue the way that you are and have the requirements that you, that you have, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's like comfort. Yeah. Are you really willing to give those things up that you're accustomed to, or is there enough there to not give those things up? And will you still do those things when you're paying the full, full price with after-tax dollars? You know, and what I have seen is I have seen people's, you know, through business owner clients of mine that have sold their business, they have, you know, some have said, okay, I don't need those things. But a lot of others have said, wow, I enjoyed those when I did have my business. I still enjoy those today. And I'd like to find a way to either one, get back to doing those or two, just make sure that financially, you know, I'm in a position to continue that lifestyle. If we add up both, what am I, you know, spending inside of the business and outside of the business? Yeah. Yeah. I, again, just to, I think that a whole idea of lifestyle expenses and figuring that out is a huge part of this. And, and you do it in retirement planning for non-business owners too, but the calculus is different because the scenario that they're in as an employee of a business is very different than it might be as, um, as an owner. Yeah. Typically there we can get the after-tax income number and work off of that pretty quickly. I mean, it just takes more digging. One other thing too, I'll add there, Rob, is, is the entrepreneurial itch, right? So as a business owner that sells their business, a lot of times we, you know, people don't think about, is there still fire in their belly? Is this it? Can they really sell their business? And I think you alluded to this on the front end. And do they have other things that are going to be able to satisfy them and satisfy their time? Or will they be somebody that just is what we call a serial entrepreneur that will always be doing deals? And I think one thing there, too, that that happens when I see my clients sell their businesses is, okay, not only do I potentially need enough lifestyle expense inside the business and and money to take care of me, but I want to have enough money to go back to doing other types of deals. So all of the dollars that they net on an after-tax basis aren't necessarily used just to produce income. You know, they also say, I want to build a tank over here so that I could fund this other startup so that I could, you know, do some other types of investments, you know, that are on my own. And I think that's another piece too, is, is just really identifying with those business owners is, you know, is that entrepreneurial itch, you know, still going to be there. And so often, you know, they might say that, no, it's not, no, it's not. But then uh, two months later I get a call and they say, Hey, look, I saw this business was for sale or I saw this piece of property was for sale or whatever it might be. So that's something else that we see a lot that I think is important to take into consideration. Yeah, absolutely. And and when I was speaking before and kind of attaching that potential feeling of emptiness, I was thinking about, you know, good causes, but your point about entrepreneurial itch is, you know, is, is really important because there are still going to be 24 hours in a day when somebody retires and how they choose to fill that time is going to change if they sell that business. It's going to change if you, you know, retire from working as an employee somewhere. You got to think about how am I going to fill that time in a way that really allows me to live the life that I want to live and serve the people or take care of the family, whatever it is that you want to do. You've got to think about how you're going to fill that time. And if one of those things is, you know, funding another business, you know, being your own little 
you know, a launch pad for a local entrepreneur, maybe some you've met through your business, then, then you want to create the runway for that before you make the decision yeah. to sell, because you don't want that to infringe on some of those other things that you may have been done just to set your lifestyle the way that you want to set it. Yeah. And, and I think too, I don't want to make this sound like I don't have any clients that have sold their businesses and are absolutely having a blast and, and doing, you know, living the life that they want to live. I just think that I do have a few clients that maybe if they would have thought it through, you know, prior to getting up to us, if they would have thought through these things a little bit differently, maybe it would have changed the outcome. And don't get me wrong. There are plenty of, of business owners that, you know, once the, we do talk about these things, they're like, that's okay. I'm ready. And I'm like, Okay, I agree. You know, you're ready. And so, you know, but I do have, I will say probably as many or more clients, you know, that ultimately ended up doing what you, you know, mentioned on the front end of this podcast, which was basically getting their business in a position to run as much as possible without them and continuing to own and operate that business, you know, through especially the early years of their retirement so that it can still do for them all the things that they want it to do, you know, give them the emotional attachment, still have the social piece of it. And then ultimately the income and some of the tax flexibility that allows them to really do the things that they want to do, especially in those early years of retirement. But as you know, Rob, that's much easier said than done. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think as we're coming to the end of this podcast, that was good that you put that other dynamic on it for a couple of different reasons. One, it doesn't have to be all or none. You don't have to retire and sell your business. There are many different angles to take, which leads to the other really important point that you that you brought up is we're not trying to scare anybody. <laughs> you know, if you're in a position to be able to think about selling your business and be able to retire successfully or just be able to to retire successfully, it's a great position to be in, but it's going to be even greater when you can make it everything that you want it to be because you've taken the time to think about it ahead of time. Case I've joked with you about this before. I live in Williamsburg, Virginia, a home to lots of golf courses, lots of uh, Northeasterners who want to come south in their retirement. And I get to have conversations with them in in church and lots of other places. And the most happy ones are the ones that are really busy doing stuff that they care about. Maybe they're doing some consulting. Maybe they're playing a, they are playing a bunch of golf, mm -hmm. but they're traveling a lot. They're spending time with their grandkids. They're really actively involved in the community. They're the, my um, poster, I was gonna say poster children, my poster grandparents for a great retirement. But then I meet some people that will say, you know, I um, came down here. I live in a golf community and I thought I could play golf, you know, seven days a week or five days a week, but you know, golf's really frustrating and I'm really not yeah. getting any better and it's not enough. And then they have to stop and figure it out and it, it works out okay. It's not like a disaster, but I think thinking about these things ahead of time, which all goes back to why we started this podcast talking about building your business in a way that can run without you, but you're still in control so that you have time to really think about all the things that you want to do. Yeah. And I think Rob, 
what I heard you say and, and the way I think about it is, is what we like to do here at Lang Financial with our business owners is help put them in a position, you know, depending upon their age, but at some point in the future to where they have the flexibility to choose either path we discussed, whether it be continue to own and operate their business, enjoy the lifestyle expense, have all the emotional, you know, pieces and things that it gives you, or it's in a position, you know, to sell and the combination of the value that is derived from it and the savings that they have still has them financially independent at the level that they desire or at their current level of when they're running the business. So, you know, once again, I'm not advocating for one or the other necessarily. I just think that it's important for, you know, your clients and my clients alike to think about these things on both sides and just be careful not to make a knee jerk decision that ultimately they're going to look back and say, oh man, I didn't think about that prior to selling my business or I didn't think about that. And so, yeah, no doubt that it's hard to let go of all the relationships you have within your work and and especially the feeling of, of doing good on a daily basis. And and I know you and I both, uh, you know, share in that passion. Yeah, absolutely. So Casey, I think that's a great place to wrap up the conversation. Obviously folks listening to this podcast who are financial advisors and have questions around stuff like this, you know how to reach out to me, but case there might be some other folks some business owners out there, the folks that you serve through Lang Financial that may want to talk to you. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, for them to give us a call, 304-973-PLAN, 304-973-7526. And uh, we would love to to talk to anybody that you know has thought about these topics and, and just wanted to dig in a little more. So I appreciate the time today, Rob. Yeah, no, it's uh, absolutely my pleasure, Casey. Thank you for spending time with me uh, once again on the Truest Fan Podcast. And for those uh, of you listening, thanks for listening. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating on whatever that podcast platform is that you're listening to. Take care.